Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now... Coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle TCG Cast! Hello, hello, and welcome to Puckle TCG Cast. This is episode 56. I'm your host, Lord Yashiro, and today we got part two of Celestial Storm's review. We're pretty excited. We're going to tackle the Pokemon that... Basically, the protagonists that are coming in the set, and I am super hyped for it. And of course, I'm not gonna do this alone. I'm not gonna talk by myself. So I'm gonna introduce my boys here, starting with some say that he refers himself in the fourth person. It's Gator. I don't even know how to do that. I'm. I was trying to think <laughs> quick, but I can't. You have um, to talk. About maybe it's what? existential, like this. Hmm. Think about that. Also, some say he doesn't have a good aim. His bullets just know better than to miss. It's... Who are you? I'm Zakran, and I really... Well, are you saying that I do not hit my attacks? Because Oh, I'm saying that your attacks are too uh, scared to miss. Oh, that, that's pretty... That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I am okay with that. Welcome, guys. Of course, this is the debut of Scron here. In the TCG cast, so welcome. Well, it's actually the debut. It's it's you coming back to it because yeah. you were early on with us uh, when we yep. started back in the single digits. Mm-hmm. I used to be super into the TCG, and since I went to Japan, I kind of fell out of it because I wasn't playing because like I don't speak very well in technical Japanese, and that's what you really need if you're going to play it, something like a trading card game. So I fell out of the TCG, and now that I'm back and out of college and starting to get my life together, I am finally cruising back into it. And I am. Maybe it's great to have you back. And it, it's great to be here, but I'm not going to lie. It's not great what this thing is doing to my wallet. Shaking my head. Mm-mm. Oh, welcome. <laughs> Officially, then, welcome to the TCG. That's, you can't have. Uh, yeah, you can't get close to the stars without getting burned. So it no. is that. Speaking of stars, we had a real uh, uh, meeting of stars not too long ago at PacoCon. I'm sorry I missed it. Like before we where's Jushiro? Uh, yeah, like, was, where is Jushiro? <laughs> working you know? hard in Thailand, you know, <laughs> saving those super, kids, saving those kids, you know, <laughs> getting communications with uh, the guy from Tesla. It was just amazing. But that, enough, <laughs> enough, enough about me. 
how was Paco Con Gator and, and what happened when I was not here regarding the TCG? Well, besides Maximus legit believing you were in the Caribbean, um, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like we had our uh, first like super legit uh, tournament of the weekend that was the TCG tournament on Saturday of PuckleCon. And I, of course, got to judge that and had a great time doing so. We had eight participants. Um, we even got managed to snag a couple of people that uh, hadn't shown up for anything before. They hadn't showed up in the chat or anything like that. So shout-outs to them and shout-outs to everybody that uh, just kind of grabbed a deck and jumped into it. But overall, our winner was, drumroll please, Seth Thilo was Congrats. our number one. He was playing a um, Nangadel not- Beast Box decks. I assume not the Pikachu deck. No, no, it was not <laughs> no. Pikachu. He was playing the Nangadel Beast Box, and he ended up clinching it. Um, he had a, a a good day. You know, Sublime was there. Sublime had a really strong showing for the entire tournament. But you know, our top four on that tables could have been anybody's game. But uh, Seth Bilo was able to go undefeated throughout the entire day. Um, so congratulations to you, Seth Bilo. One of the fun things about facing Seth Vilo is that he's not like most people who would like typically you would expect to win, get in the top cut of tournaments and stuff. Like if you're losing to Seth Vilo, you're going to lose with a smile on your face. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He had a very, if you guys were able to watch the stream, you were able to see him pilot his uh, Sableye coffee deck, um, play Matt there. He, uh, it was a good time. Everybody had a great time and we're looking forward to next year um, having a bigger tournament, a bigger turnout. And Honestly, the prizing was really good, too. I think he walked away with uh, 10 or 15 packs for only having eight people in the wow. tournament. So uh, He got a copy of Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, right? No, no, no. That was the next day for that was the, the theme that, deck tournament. Yeah, yeah, the theme deck tournament had that, um, which, you know, we had two of those go off as well. We had two uh, theme deck. Um, we had a theme deck tournament, and we had two uh, of the pre-release booster tournaments. So everybody got a pre-release box. And we had uh, decks made off of the pre-releases, and we had some people pull some off some cards, and so it was a great time for everybody. That was super fun. That sounds fantastic. And guys, next year, PuckleCon will be uh, happening, and I hope I'm definitely going to be there next time, and I hope you guys at home are as well, because it's always great time. It always feels more like a family reunion more than anything else so highly recommended and i definitely miss you know if it weren't for those pesky kids in thailand uh and that out of context sounds really bad um, <laughs> i'm gonna start um, flipping all these like for those of you that are missing these references you need to go back and listen to the PuckleCon episode yes it's a live show and i know a lot of people skip live shows but we had really good mics set up it's yep. very listenable. I listened to it the other day again, and it was fantastic. Yeah, no, it sounds fantastic. And, and for those of uh, you that were on the stream as well, that couldn't participate, that were in stream, the stream was also fantastic and had a lot of fun. Uh, and even though I wasn't physically there, being able to talk to you guys through uh, Twitch was a lot of fun. And it, at least it made me feel like I was still there. At you some... were there in our hearts. In our heart and the spirit. But we've come here for one mission. That mission is Celestial Storm. Part 2, the Pokemon review. We're going to talk about the GX, the Prism Stars, and a few hidden gems that seems that this uh, this set might provide. So let's go ahead and start that. So, as you know, guys, grab your towels and your sandals because we're headed to Topical Beach. Yeah. Grab your ice-cold Corsola Cola and pull up a chair. 
it's time for Tropical Beach. Ah, the sun in your eyes, the sand on your feet, and the wind in your face. It's Topical Beach. We're going to review here some Pokemons. And uh, it's an interesting set. Let's put it like that. Uh, Celestial Storm definitely uh, has uh, some ups and downs. How many ups, how many downs? Well, we're going to go ahead and start that right now. So let's start with Shiftry GX. This is our first GX to review. It's a Grass State 2 with a 240 HP. It has three attacks, like uh, most GX do, do. We got Perplex, which for one grass causes 40 damage, and your opponent's active Pokemon is now confused. You got Extra Sensory for 90 plus damage for one grass and a double colorless. This attack does 20 more damage if you and your opponent... Nin- 90 more damage. 90, 90 sorry. 90, <laughs> 90 more damage uh, if you and your opponent have the same number of cards in your hand. And finally, it's GX attack for the same count, energy count, Fandemonium, I believe that's pronounced, and GX, which is shuffle one of your opponent's Pokemon and all cards attached to it into their deck. Let's start this with Gator, because, God, I've missed you. (laughs) What, what have you, what do you think about Shifter GX? Well, in typical Gator fashion, I think it's real bad. Um, (laughs) So, Hitting 180 for a grass and a double colorless is pretty good. You're hitting 210 with a choice ban. Relevant numbers for a lot of the things that are coming out. But uh, the issue with this is having the same number of cards in your hand. The only real consistent way we have of getting that right now is with Judge, which makes you run Judge in your deck. Um, because I believe Red Card did not see a reprint in Sun and Moon yet. No, it has Because uh, we had Peeping Red Card. I'm not sure if we had regular Red Card. Um if we did, I'm wrong, and I'll own it, but based <laughs> off of what is in my brain right now, it's just really tricky to pull off that consistent 180. Um, and then being a stage 2, um, that that hurts it a little bit. But right now, there's doesn't seem to be a lot of relevant fire types that are coming up in the new meta, and there's not any relevant fire types right now. Yeah. So having 240 hit points and a weakness that's not irrelevant seems pretty decent. Um, and I, of course, always have to give credit where credit's due when they give the uh, GX attack the same cost as the regular yeah, attacks. Yes. Um, so Not only is it good competitively, it helps with my OCD. Well, um, that, and this is a callback, too, because that Fandemonium GX, there doesn't seem to be any kind of um, clause in it that says you can't do it if they only have one Pokemon. So calling all the way back to Shiftry Donk, where you could shuffle their Pokemon into their hand and make them lose the game that way. If you could, in theory, get this Stage 2 out while they only have one Pokemon, you can shuffle that away and win the game that way. So that is... Now, how does... In the last episode, we did review one card that actually might make this, in totally your opinion, Copycat. Copycat uh, is being released with this set. Copycat is a supporter card that shuffle your hand into your deck, then draw a card for each card in your opponent's hand. So it makes you automatically have the same hand as your opponent. Do you think that makes this deck a, a little, this card a little bit more playable? Or do you believe that it's still, why would you waste a turn using Copycat just to attack? I mean, I like Copycat as a card since I wasn't on the, the show to, to talk about it. This one's definitely one of my super effectives for the supporters. I just, it's so situational, mm-hmm. you know. If you're if you if you're in a good position with your opponent and they're top decking, for example, do you really want to go down to one card to do 180? Um, you know, 
that's kind of one of the things you have to, to figure on it. But we ha- we're, we've yet to see what kind of supporters we might necessarily have going forward here. So, yeah. eh. It, what about... It, uh-huh. I'll, I'll give it my rating. I'm I'm thinking about it now. I've, I'm seeing a couple of things that's making me really think about it. So I'll have to get back to you. No worries. So what about you, Scrawn? What do you think about Shifter GX? My position on this card is two layered. I think the GX attack is actually not like worth wasting a turn on, and I don't think. Uh, but I do like the 240 HP. It basically means it's going to take some real, real like like a real heavy hitter in order to one hit KO it. But I do like that extra sensory attack. I think that the Pokemon TCG is set up. So it's way easier to deplete your hand down to a certain size than in other card games. And I think if you get a good engine going, it could consistently do that uh, 180 damage. If you're running choice bands and you're facing a GX deck, you could do 210 damage. And 210 is the HP total of a lot of really powerful Pokemon like Zoroark and such. So I think that Shiftry does have a place. Unfortunately, it has that fire weakness. And fire weaknesses are seen on a lot of stuff. So the moment something with fire like starts to be played more then this is one of the pokemon that's going to take a hit from it i i agree fire uh, although what how gator said uh fire right now is kind of weak it's the kindling um not as strong as it should be and for the foreseeable future at the very least we don't see fire getting strong so that does put a hamper the, the but i do have a problem with the stage two right now grass is pretty slow uh although we uh, yes i do know that we have leafyon and leafyong allows you to evolve things really fast, but you do need to use that GX attack to be able to make it evolve, and you still need to do it twice, uh, unless you have a, a rare candy in which in, in which you can't use the VN's GX attack if you do. Um, <laughs> it's it, Extrasensory is an interesting attack. I do like the numbers. Uh, 180, that's 210, uh, like you guys said. It hits a lot of Pokemon right now. It hits Ninetales, a lot of Ninetales GX. It, it hits most GX, stage 1 GXs, and that's a really beautiful number to have. Um, and for just two energy plays, one double colorless and one grass, that's pretty, pretty easy to hit really fast. So in terms of math, I like the math of this card. I just don't know if the support for grass is there to make this competitive. I mean, other than maybe Vikavolt, what thing can we use? It just doesn't come to mind. So with that being said, I, I feel this is a great potential card that might actually go places if it receives the support that I think we don't see right now. So with that, I'm going to start uh, with my uh, uh, review and I will give it a effective, almost going to super effective, but an effective so far. Uh, go for Gator. So after hearing you guys is going back and forth on it and thinking about it a little bit, I'm going to give it an effective too. But I'm literally dead center of the effective. I could see this going into your binder and never coming out. But I could also mm-hmm. seeing it surprise and take first place in a tournament. Like it's literally one of those things for yeah, me. Yeah, that's the same feeling I have. Scrawn. Um, I'm going to give it an effective, but less than effective because I actually see the next card we're going to talk about seeing play, but that will be a matter of debate. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And with yeah. that being said, we uh, are going away from the forest and into the volcano. Gator, take it away. Alright, we have Blaziken GX. It is a stage 2 fire type with 240 hit points. For the first attack, it's a double colorless slash, does 60 damage, pretty basic, we've seen that before. 
Second attack, two fire, and a colorless explosive kick does 210 damage. However, you do have to discard two fire energy from this Pokemon. And then for its last attack, its GX attack is blaze out for one fire energy, and you discard two energy from your opponent's Pokemon. It's weak to water with a retreat cost of one. Now this one's interesting. Uh, Scron, you mentioned that you saw this. What's on your mind? I see it. Like, the way I see it right now, like, this has crazy potential as a wall breaker right now and expanded. Because you got Blacksmith. Yes. And, like, uh, Explosive Kick and discarding that. I mean, like, there are a lot of uh, discarding fire decks that you can have. And, like, 210 damage? Like, that's crazy. Like, I even think this will be seeing play at some point in the future. Like, not now because there's not really the engine for it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be able to be one of the few things that can break through, like, the decks running for Staka Takas. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, that yeah. minus... Mm. And, and, and uh, the it doesn't go well with Kiawe. Kiawe places four energies, it just needs three, so I don't see why you'll be wasting too much... Uh, uh, wasting your whole turn just to power up Blaziking. Um, I do still have issues with the, the stage two part. Uh, at the beginning of the arrival of GX, uh, I saw stage two Pokemon GX way more prevalent, uh, because we were still getting, you know, our engines running when it comes to the GXs and many of these powerful two stage GXs made sense. As we're now progressed, the meta has been accelerating a little bit, either by strong GS basics like the Ultra Beasts, or we've seen stage ones just taking a hold of the meta, like, uh, well, the B, uh, Ultra Beast basics like Buswold, and then you got stage ones like Sotowark, which are really taking the meta by storm. And I don't see, um, other than either they have ways to accelerate, or they might be too slow to keep up. So that's where I'm at. But everything the Scron said, I loved, yes, 210, knocks out most everything that is not a stage 2 GX. Uh, and, uh, Slash is pretty basic, 60 damage for a couple, uh, double colors, really doesn't sound like that good. Um, and then Blaze Out, never discount discarding energies, uh, especially since this one allows you to discard two energies and from any of your opponent, that includes Bench One. So, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's an interesting point. But Gator, go ahead. Well, I'll just address a couple of the points you guys brought up. Um, you know, not one to defend this card, but Kiawe does seem to still make sense onto this because let's say you do attach your four energy and you attack next turn. You have to discard two. Well, that leaves you with two left oh, on that's it. That's true. That's and true. then you just have one attachment for the turn and then you can kick again. So that gives you two potential turns of knocking out a GX. Um, so I do like that for it. However, I think if I'm playing Kiawe in a deck, I'm playing Ho-Oh post-rotation. Yeah. Um, Ho-Oh being a basic just has that much more going for it. And if I'm looking to play fire, I'm not trying to, yeah, I'm not trying to get cute with it. Ho-Oh can hit relevant numbers with choice bands, Kiaways, and a few other tricks up its sleeve. So, not to I'm mention not... that having an, an electric weakness is more advantage right now than having a water weakness. Exactly. Like when it was the last relevant electric Pokemon we saw, um, not all, all the way back to maybe Joltik. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at least main time. attacker yeah exactly unless um, suddenly tapu koko suddenly becomes a thing again which i don't think it is no um but also to answer one of the points you guys brought up um that's uh gx attack is the same one that was on umbreon gx 
Um, so that means you can pick and choose which of the energy you get to discard. So that means you can discard a double colorless off of something and still discard another energy. Nice. Um, so that is relevant. But, however, Umbreon saw, like, zero play. So yeah. And that one evolved really fast because you had the Sun and Moon Eevee with a darkness energy rapidly evolve into an Umbreon. This is a stage two, so you need two turns or a rare candy to get this working. So in that aspect, yes, uh, Umbreon is much more effective. So yeah, for me, if I'm playing Fire post-rotation or even in this current format, it's going to be Ho-Oh. And then to answer the Expanded thing, again, Expanded has so many tools like Volcanion. Volcanion only works on basic Fire-type Pokemon, and I think that's way too strong of an archetype to ignore to try to start playing with stage twos on it. So... That's where I sit on it as far as okay. my, I think the, honestly um, that's true, but uh the discarding energy should not be underestimated. That can really let you get the edge on an opponent. For sure. And and when you are hitting for two ten, mm, do you really worry too much about powering up your your uh blaziking? That being said, that is if you manage to get that blaziking down as fast as you could. Now let's go ahead and review this card. Scrawn. What's your review? I'm gonna give an um if we're talking about right now, I don't think yeah. it's going to be played a lot, so I'm going to say not very effective. Okay, I'm I'm going for not very effective too. I don't see the support. I don't see the how it could become relevant in the state of fire as we know it right now. What about you, Gator? Too expensive, not very effective. There we go, Blaziken. Sorry, my boy. You got not very the first, not very effective across the board for Celestial Storm. You're such a cool Pokemon, man. I hope you manage to uh, get your ki- kicks soon. Now, get your kicks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my boy. Hey. So let's go ahead and move now from the volcano and into the Arctic. I should really stop with those lame segments. Uh, Segways. <laughs> um, That's take why it away, Scrawn. <laughs> All right, we're looking at Articuno GX right now, the the second coolest of the legendary. Uh, I mean, the, actually the coolest of the legendary birds, but the oh, second, yeah. you know, you know, coolest with like sunglasses and stuff. Anyway, basic <laughs> water type, 170 HP. It's got an ability, legendary ascent. Once during your turn, when you play this Pokemon from your hand to your bench, you may switch your active Pokemon with this Pokemon. If you do, you may also move any number of water energy from your Pokemon to this Pokemon. It's got two attacks. It's got a double water and a colorless attack. Ice Wing, it has 130 damage, and it's got a water attack, GX attack, Cold Crush, and it's discard all energy from both active Pokemon. Has a weakness to metal uh, and a retreat cost of two. So I'm going to go ahead and start this one and say, okay, so this is Tapu Koko GX, but water. <laughs> Basically, you, I mean, it has the same ability, only that it's with water energy instead of lightning. And you, when you play it, it goes into your active. You can immediately send it to the active with all energies that you can attach to it. Mm-hmm. It deals not the same amount. I believe the top, well, it does. Tapu Koko is 110. So this does 20 more damage than Tapu Koko GX. If I'm not mistaken, correct me guys if I'm wrong. I believe you're correct. Yeah. So it does 20 more damage than Tapu Koko. It's water and cold rush is interesting. I don't see in what in what universe you would want to get rid of your opponent's energies as well as yours and at the same time not want to kill that Pokemon instead to just get it over with. I do not know where I stand on that GX energy. Overall, though, I do not like that metal weakness. Metal is becoming more prevalent. 
the Metacross deck GX is getting a lot of support recently. It's been seeing a lot of more, a lot more play. Uh, I'm waiting for the next, uh, well, uh, probably the next one is going to be the Worlds to see, um, exactly how metal is going but having a weakness to metal right now might not be in articuno's best interest gator what about you so i just don't know why you play this card like if you play it it's a one of in a deck maybe but 170 hp is so low nowadays um, especially when you have something like lapras that's running around at 190 and doing you know water stuff too um Discarding all energy from both active Pokemon just sounds to me like you're stalling, and I don't want to use my GX attack for the game to stall. Um, not unless I'm on Lapras, and then I can take the knockout next turn. Um, this doesn't even set you up to take the knockout next turn. So, yeah, I'm not too keen on Articuno GX. Yeah. Scrawn. Um, my thoughts on this are so my problem is is i'm just getting back into the meta but i'm looking at this and i'm looking at what i can what kind of decks i can put it into and i think that this has if you're like what i know is that there's a really popular supporter guzma running around that forces you to switch your pokemon as well so if you're running like two of these in your deck you could potentially you know search out an articuno play articuno switch out your pokemon that you have all the energy on choose not to move any energy and then like guzma and then switch it back and get out what you need it's it's a little convoluted perhaps but you don't even need to run this as in a water deck to be honest like it can just be there. Like the the downside of that is that it is 170 HP. Someone can Guzma it and KO it pretty easily. Uh, so I'm not too keen on it, but I do think that it gives that necessary, uh, you know, sort of versatility in switching out that maybe water decks or other decks don't necessarily have right now. I would agree with you, but we do have Dongwing Necrozma. Dongwing Necrozma. Yeah, Dongwing Necrozma has basically the same Russian ability, uh, Keldio. EX hat uh, ages ago where you just can rush in uh, if it's in your bench you can move it into your active at any point so you can just put a, a float stone on that bad boy and you can basically rush in whenever you need to switch out and that can be played at, if you're only looking for it to be a easy switch in so you can switch out the Pokemon that you need then you will play Dongwin across my GX uh, normally because that's the one that currently is being in the works you guys convinced me that it's... Yeah, I don't see where this would fit in any water deck right now. Greninja GX obviously doesn't want to be friends with this thing. I mean, why would why would it? And Lapras GX, being a non-legendary, can already out-damage this thing and out-HP this thing. And I believe it's not weak to metal, which is really important. They believe it's weak to grass? Yeah, Lapras is weak to grass, which right now is kind of weak. So... Yeah, I, I'm going to give it a not very effective. Maricuna is one of my favorite legendaries, so I hate to give it a not very effective. But I, I just don't see its place right now. Gator, what about you? Um, this is definitely one of those cards where somebody comes to my league and they sit down in front of me and I'm wondering how their deck building is and I see this on their bench and I don't feel scared of them. Um, <laughs> so not very effective. Oh, a burn. And that hurt. <laughs> Ghost Gron. Mm, I'm... I'm... I think that it's go- like like the rest of these. I think that it's going to have its place after the next rotation when all the other cards we're talking about being better are rotated out. But for now, I'm going to say not very effective. There we go. So we got Articuno GX, not very effective across the board again. So far, Celestial Storm is uh, really struggling with those Celestials. <laughs> um, oh. Speaking of things blowing up in your face, the next one is. Electric.
Electro GX. <laughs> now, Electro GX is a stage 1 Lightning with 190 HP, which is pretty pathetic for a stage 1 GX. Its ability, Extra Energy Bomber, is really close to what we expect Electric to do. Once during your turn, before you attack, you may discard this Pokemon and all cards attached to it. Poor Voltorb. This counts as knocking out this Pokemon, which, by the way, that means two prizes for your opponent. If you do, search your discard pile for five energy cards and attach them to your Pokemon in any way you like. And here's the kicker, excluding Pokemon EX and Pokemon GX. Oh boy, I don't know if I should continue reading this one. Uh, it's the first attack, uh, energy ball, it costs one lightning, one colorless for 50 damage, and that's it. And it's uh, GX, ba- uh, GX attack, which to its credit, costs the same as its normal attack for better or worse, and it's called Crush and Burn GX, 30 plus damage. You may discard as many energies as you like attached to your Pokemon in play. If you do, this attack does 50 more damage to each energy uh, card discarded this way. Weakness to fighting, resistance to metal, retreat quest one. I don't know. Get or discuss. This card's bad. This card's real bad. bad. It's so bad. Um, This doesn't seem like it should be a GX. (laughs) It doesn't. Well, like, it doesn't look like it should be a card. There's no. There's no point in. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a good example. Right, you're giving up two prizes to attach five energy cards. Why not just play a deck that's running? Uh, um, oh, what's his face? Turtonator GX. Yep, and attach them for the price of your GX attack for Nitro Tank GX, and it's cheaper. Like it's it's one energy, and then boom, you're set up and accelerated. Um, I don't. There's not a good way to accelerate energy cards into your discard pile. Um, however, I will give it credit where credit is due. Um, five energy cards, not five basic, just five energy. So that is relevant. Um, however, not being able to attach it to Pokemon EX or Pokemon GX immediately makes it way worse. Yeah. So. It's gone. Ah. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> You pass. Um, I don't like it. I mean, it's, it's uh, two prizes. The game is simultaneously about, you know, getting your opponent's prizes but not giving yours up. This seems kind of sort of counterintuitive. Not only that, do you know how much, how long into the game has to pass for you to have five energies of any type on your discard pile? We're talking about you're already many turns in. And at that point, you're just freely giving your opponent two prize cards? Because it's just like, if you could say like, oh, it's a, you can, you can play this on your second turn and no one has given any prizes and it's like, you can kill it and you grab five energy from your deck and power up your bench that you might say, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, you might say, okay, I can see the plus and cons there, right? It's the beginning of the game, but, and I'm, I'm immediately losing two prizes, but I am also powering up something powerful in my bench by sacrificing Electro. No, 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 no. Not only does this not let you power up something powerful, because it's excluding EX and GX, you also need to have them from your discard pile. And since Battle Compressor is no longer a thing, and it hasn't been a thing for years now, why would you play Electro GX? It just makes no sense. It's a not very effective on my end. Gator. Um, not very effective. If they just change the wording to pulling it out of your deck instead of your discard, it would be a super effective for me. Yeah. And Scron. Mm, not very effective. Yep, not very effective again. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that's 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 it for Electro GX. Uh, 
when will we ever have a decent Electro GX? Well, we don't have a you know, decent Electro in the game either, so... You guys are convincing me not to buy a booster box of this set. <laughs> I'm so just, I'm far! Like, I was really considering it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get the new set, get back into Pokemon, and then it's like, oh, not very effective. Not I would like yeah. to convince all of you to not buy booster boxes of this set. <laughs> um, so hopefully yeah. by the end of this review, you can be on board with me doing that the trainers were so so right half of them were okay were, were half uh, okay half of them were not but so far Pokemon a week actually... after release you can get all the trainers for like 30 bucks exactly um, play sets of every trainer and you can spend 30 dollars and exactly sit. yeah the, the the pokemon is where the money is quite literally now moving on to uh, a creepy pokemon take it away gator all right, this is Mr. Mime GX. It is a basic Pokemon. Uh, it's a psychic type with 150 hit points. The ability is called Magic Evens. And it says, if this Pokemon would be damaged by an attack, prevent that attack's damage done to this Pokemon if that damage is 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, 120, 140, 160, 180, 200, 220, <laughs> 240, or 260. If it's 280, too bad. It's not prevented. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting through. Yeah. Uh, first through. attack for a psychic and a colorless breakdown. Count the number of cards in your opponent's hand. Put that many damage counters on your opponent's active. And for a colorless for its GX attack, Life Trick GX, heal all damage from this Pokemon. Weakness none. Retreat cost of two. Uh, Scrum, let's start with you this time around. What do you think about my, uh, Mr. Mime GX? This is like. I love it because there's the other one that's magic odds, right? Yes. And it's, you can that... like switch between them and it's a good time. But like, given how easy it is to kind of, you know, get Guzma out and switch stuff, I don't think it's very good, but I love the idea. <laughs> and you know, like the GX attack isn't really good. You're using a whole turn to heal up the small amount of 150 HP. Yeah, just don't put, don't, don't put an energy on it and use max, yeah. max, max, uh, max potion. Your <laughs> opponent can play against it by just depleting their hand every turn. And like, it's kind of easy to control the amount of damage you have since so many decks run choice band. Yeah. Um, Gator, what about you? Okay, so... There's one card that literally wrecks this Pokemon, and it's called Choice Band, and every deck just about runs it. Um, if you want to knock this out, either attach the Choice Band or don't attach the Choice Band. Those are your options, because whichever one you do will knock out this one or the odds one. Um, as far as for the attack, uh, how often you have to think about this as your opponent and as yourself. Realistically, how many cards do you have in your hand at any given time? I don't usually have seven cards in my hand. I probably have between four and six. So for two to do 60 damage or 40 damage, just I'm not buying it. Um, mm -hmm. It's a gimmick. And as anything that's gimmicky goes, sometimes you might get a surprise win out of it. But I don't think this is a deck that I I would build this deck for my fun deck to uh, help teach people about uh, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> about not what to play. Well, not about what to play, but I would I would build this as like my, my fair deck against somebody that like oh, gotcha. put a deck yeah, together yeah, yeah. of cut of cards with their collection. Like, like I love the I love the idea behind it because it's Mister Mime. It's putting up the barrier, like either reflect or light screen, and then like some of the damage will get through, but it's going to block a whole lot of it. Yeah, yeah. flavor wise, it's great. 
Yeah. Yeah. I would I would have loved this to be like protect your bench kind of thing. Uh because at least the odd one um would would have protected your bench against things like Buswalt's uh uh first attack that does thirty two to the bench or the Greninja GX which its GX attack does hundred and thirty to uh, uh any Pokemon in play. This would have protected that, kind of like old-fashioned Magikarp, which did exactly that barrier or protect your bench. It doesn't do that. It protects itself, which is kind of selfish, honestly. Um, but it's also pretty bad. Uh, it both attacks are nothing. I mean, you can't, I, as we previously constantly said on this show, if your attacks or ability de- depends on your opponent for it to be effective, that either be its amount of cards on its hands or whatever the reason it's just not good you want cards that you are in control of what they do so you can actually have consistency in what they do when you want it to do it so all around sorry mr mind gx magic evens you're not very effective uh go for scrawn not very effective and go for gator not very effective. Oh my god, so let's just storm your kill. We've got man. You're four not full four not very effective. Uh, this 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 set is killing me. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. And uh this one, I hope it doesn't hurt because it's one of my favorite Pokemon. Take it mm-hmm. away, Scron. Bennett GX. Or uh, wait, isn't it Gator's turn? Or the, oh, wait, it doesn't matter. I know it's, it's- it's Gator's turn? No, no, it's my turn. Never mind. Oh, Can hey, I not just Bayonet. read that Pokemon? <laughs> uh, it's okay. Uh, Bayonet GX. Stage 1, Psychic, 190 HP. It has an ability, Shady Move. Once during your turn before your attack, if this Pokemon is your active Pokemon, you may move one damage counter from either player's Pokemon to another Pokemon, yours or your opponent's. Uh, it has a Psychic attack, for Shadow Chant, 30 plus damage. This attack does 10 more damage for each supporter card in your discard pile, but you can't add more than 100 damage this way. It's got a Psychic, another psychic, single Psychic attack, Tomb Hunter GX. Put three cards from your discard pile into your hand. It's got a weakness to darkness and a resistance to fighting, and it has a retreat cost of one. So let me go ahead and start with this. Um, but it GX. It's uh, 190 HP is not bad for a stage... Well, no, sorry, I take that bad. It's completely bad for a stage 1 GX. Uh, it's really low. Usually they're going for 210s. This does not reach that. It's Shady Move is pretty constant to the theme that Bennett is. It's been in the past. It's just move around your opponent's uh, damage counter. But for having it, it has to be on your active in order to move one damage counter. Now, granted, this is one damage counter from either player, right? So if you want to move one damage counter from your team up to your opponent, it's totally acceptable under uh, um, Bennett. And if you have multiple Bennett's in play, you could do it at least twice, maybe three, if you can pull out, pull it off with a few supporters and item cards help. Uh, don't know why would you do why would you would do that, but you could if you can. It's a free world. Uh, it's attack... It's interesting. One Psychic is pretty pretty strong. It means it's going to be able to pull it up pretty quick. And at 30, uh, and you can do up to 10 damage, so up to 100, uh, 130, which is consistent to what normal GXs do for its normal non-GX attack. But it is also dependent on how many supporter cards you have in your discard pile. And... That means that if you're only throwing discard, uh, if you're only discarding supported cards that you're using as sh- it should be the consistent way of doing it, that means this is, this attack will be effective 10 turns in. 
or you might be throwing away supporters, which I don't know why would you why you would do that for a maximum of 138 uh, uh, damage in an attack. And finally, it's GX attack. Through put three cards from your discard pile into your hand. Garvador GX does a lot more than that. Um, other cards do a lot more than that. So overall, I don't see any plus on this card at all, and it pains me. Gator, what about you? Well, that GX attack is the one that is on Decidueye, and unlike Gardevoir, which shuffles the 10 into your deck, this puts three directly into your hand, which can be really dangerous. Um, so I will give it credit for that. Being able to pick any three cards you like out of your discard pile and put them into your hand can really change a game up. Um, I like that it's resisting fighting right now. Um, there's a lot of true. nasty fighters right now, and so it's effectively got a 210 hit point against Buzzwold. Um, so I like that. And honestly, this card is amazing in a meta that is really dominated by Garbodor. Um, mm. So being able to hit 130 for a Psychic and doing it supporter cards, so you know, you're trying to not play items, that kind of deal. As it stands right now, maybe as a partner for Zoroark GX, because Zoroark likes getting stuff out of the discard pile, and we did see that Zoroark that's all about the denial um, that Tord was piloting. So this opens up an option there. Um, And then running Psychic in that deck, too. If you're playing Tapu Lele, that opens you up to Tapu Cure GX um, as another possibility. So Psychic... Uh, it's got potential right now. I would not be surprised to find a deck with this running at uh, Worlds. Um, I think it's kind of, it's low-key doing some stuff that really could shine in the right deck. Yeah, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are some trainers coming out that do, like, help Pokemon do more damage if there are a certain amount of uh, damage counters on them, right? Yeah. I want to say, uh, uh, yes, you're, the answer to your question is yes. Um, what I'm trying to think about the which cards and if they're re- relevant at this time. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's where I'm at. But yes, the answer would be yes. I could definitely see GX. Because the way you have to think about that ability is really where it shines in my opinion. I think that like you have to think of it less as moving one damage, but rather creating a discrepancy of 20 damage where you need it. Because you're healing something and you're do- dealing 10 to something. And like whether that's you know sniping off an opponent's Pokemon over two turns or three turns or you know taking care of you know uh, or putting extra damage on Pokemon that need to be under a certain amount of health. Like I think this is a really good supporter card, especially if that GX attack. I actually think Bayonet GX is going to be really good. Okay. So... Uh... You both gave me information that really turned my my mind in, in some aspect. I totally forgot about Buswold and how relevant he is right now in the in the meta, and he is weak to Psychic, and it, we cannot not say that Psychic is really powerful right now. My concern was Sodorak, right? Sodorak is also very popular in the, in today's meta, and this thing is weak to Psychic to to Darkness, so that that is a, an issue going against itself. The one Psychic makes it really fast, and that's something that it really shouldn't be taking into uh, taking out of consideration whether or not this card is good. I just I, I just feel we have so many good psychic Pokemon right now that I don't see if this is as relevant as it could be. So this is that's where I'm actually kind of hindering myself. It's like this Panic GX, I want it to be good. Uh, I just don't know <laughs> if it's 
if it's Meriden. I mean, even Mewtwo yeah. GX does more direct damage. Uh, and when I mean direct damage, is mean uh, not in the magic term. I mean in the in the it, you're going to hit for this amount well, for sure. While this it, depends on how many porters has on your discard. Go for Gator. Consider this for the the, the um, Buzzwool matchup, though, right? We talk like you just mentioned. We talk about being able to control the damage output. With Buzzwool as it stands right now, when you're playing the Mew from uh, Mewtwo from Evolutions or the Mew, you're kind of reliant on them having the extra energy you need to knock them out with the Mew from Evolutions. With this though, if you're playing it with Zoroark, you are trade you can trade away as many supporters as you can handle. Usually you're going to run four bridges in a deck like that, and you're trading all four of them if you're not using them to get set up from the first place. So. I could see the hitting those relevant numbers. You only need seven supporters in the discard pile to be taking a knockout on Buzzwool GX. Um, so, ah, this is this is a tricky one for this the current hard, meta as yeah. it stands. Yeah, this was you know? hard to. Uh, yeah, it's I one of those gonna... complex Pokemon that it, it's going to take a while to see how it does. You know. Yeah, I, I gotta agree with you guys. It's, it's one's tricky to rate because it, it does have a place, uh, and it's one of it's gonna be one of those cards that we might not ha- have a definitive answer until we see it in play and in, in the hands of amazing players that are out there right there. So I'm actually scared to give it a not very effective, which is weird for me because I'm so happy go lucky with that happy, happy trigger <laughs> when it comes to not very effective. <laughs> Talonflame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, sorry, allergies suddenly kicked off there. I'm going to give it a, a an effective, maybe even super effective. I'm going to leave it an effective. I'm not going to jump the gun. What about you, Gator? Uh, super effective until September first. Okay, there we go. With a, <laughs> and then not very effective. And, everything. and then it switches <laughs> to not very effective for me. Oh, okay. Because Boswell loses all his fighting. Uh, yeah, it, Boswell becomes much less relevant. Okay, that's fair. What about you, Scrum? I'm saying super effective. Oh, this is great. I love it. So then you guys, uh, it's, it's funny that the two good cards that we've reviewed so far are both still inconsistent in our, uh, in our, our ratings because they're difficult to rate. So, uh, but so far it's two. We don't know what's going on with them. And then four just don't even own them. So, uh, it's, it's definitely a interesting set. Now, moving on to, since we're in Topical Beach, let's go ahead and grab some sand. Oh, no, it, no, no, it's uh, Palosand GX. I <sighs> love Palosand. Oh, mm. Yeah, let's see how much you love this card, though. Uh, Palosand GX is a fighting, as it should be, with 210 for a stage 1, which is okay by me. Now it has three attacks. It's first Eerie Light for one fighting and double colorless. 60 damage, your opponent active. Pokemon is now confused. You have Life Absorb, which is its second attack for two fighting and two colorless. 100 damage and then it heals 20 from this Pokemon. And finally, you got Sand Fear GX for the same amount as Life Absorb for 60 times damage. Look at the top 13 cards of your opponent's deck. Discard as many Pokemons you find there as you like. This attack the 60 damage for each Pokemon you discarded. Your opponent shuffles the remaining cards back into their deck. Weakness to Grass. Retreat cost of 4. Who wants to start on this one? I'll go uh, ahead. Okay, go ahead. 
Um, fighting a double colorless for 60 damage is way too expensive, even if you're causing confusion. I can do that yeah. for one psychic on a um, Espeon. Uh, yeah. Two fighting and a double colorless for 100 damage is way too expensive. 20 damage is irrelevant. Uh, and then that GX attack? Uh, way too expensive. Yeah. That damage is irrelevant. Uh, retreat cost of four. This card's bad and it should feel bad. Um, like, this is Como OGX bad. Oh, wow. God, I remember what I had, like, through. That that, my... That's throwing some major shades, sis. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I don't think it's that bad. Like, I, I think its first two attacks are absolutely awful. I think it's Sanfir GX. That has the potential to do 780 damage. That's crazy. Like, not, to man, not to mention that you're also discarding that. your opponent's Pokemon. I tell you what, I will play a fighting weak deck against you running this and still feel okay about the matchup. That's how bad <laughs> I think this is. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do agree with Scrawn in that its GX attack is not too shabby. Remember, it's not just the damage, it's that you're discarding your opponent's Pokemon from 13 cards. That's what, that's almost a fifth, one fifth. Uh, of your opponent's deck that's that's pretty much that's that's a lot of cards that you're going through so you're discarding a lot of his pokemon that he might actually need to play however at the cost of two fighting and two colorless why at that <laughs> point at that point you just power up something that can uh swipe and and just kill pokemon in your opponent's hand it's it's too expensive uh, fighting is uh, like Gator alluded to in the last review. Fighting is losing a lot of support on the rotation, uh, and I don't see how this is going to be able to see some play. So that's that's uh, not very effective on my end as well, Gator. I forget what's the terminology when it's like immune to the attack. <laughs> not uh, not effective. It's like just, it didn't it's immune. Yeah, this this, <laughs> this had no effect. This has no effect. <laughs> what about you, Scron? Um, I would say that it is normally effective, but heavy balls rotating out, so I'm just kind of like, meh. So like halfway in between not very effective and effective. It's still a bad card, don't get me wrong, but like I'm majorly excited by the potential to do 780 damage with an attack. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I, love I love that's it. I love it. That's me. enough. So there you go. You got two not very effective. Oh, wait, wait. No, you got one not very effective. One, don't even try this. And one effective. Just not effective. Just yep. <laughs> don't even play this card. <laughs> go. If you pull this card, trade it away immediately. Like. <laughs> so bad. Gosh. It is. I would rather, I would rather pilot a Mr. Mime deck at this point wow. than, than play this deck. Oh, that, that that hurts Palosan in the... Wow. Yeah. I mean the Mr. Mimes from, like, uh, Generations. The one that's just got the Bench Barrier ability. Not even the GX Mr. Mime. Like, just give me that deck. <laughs> wow. Uh, that makes... that Yeah, wow. Sorry, Palosan. There you go. Now, moving on to some city rats. Take it away, Gator. All right, so we've got this first Pokemon, and this is only relevant because of the GX. So Alolan Rattata has a... Uh, a free attack called Call the Boss, where you can search your deck for an Alolan Radicate, including Alolan Radicate GX, which is important they put that because Alolan Radicate GX and Alolan Radicate are two separate Pokemon. Mm -hmm. um, you search your deck for one, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your deck. 
Then we have Alolan Radicate GX. It's a stage one, a dark type with 200 hit points. Um, for a free attack, no energy required, throw away, does 40 times damage. You discard up to two cards from your hand. This attack does 40 damage for each card you discarded in this way. So at a max, we're doing 80 for free. And then for a Darkness and a DCE, Hyperfang, 150 damage. But flip a coin. If Tails, this attack does nothing. And then its GX attack is free. Item Miner GX. Search your deck for up to six item cards. Reveal them and put them into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. It's weak to fighting, resists psychic, and has a retreat cost of three. Scrawn, let's start with you. What do you think about this? Uh, well, Alone Eradicate was here, uh, for the guys listening, uh, just for reference, because it is important to note it for Alone Eradicate. Uh, anything that allows you to evolve your Pokemon really fast, it's really, really important to um, note it. But it's not even fast, though. You just put it in your hand. You could do the same thing with a freaking Alolan Vulpix. Uh, like, that's true. That and get true. more Pokemon with Alolan Vulpix. <laughs> that okay. is true. Okay, so a trend I'm seeing with all these cards is that these GXs are pretty unremarkable. But that's generally what you see in like the first set of a new rotation is that especially if they're trying to either slow down the meta or like make sure there aren't any meta defining cards that are going to be around for the full two years. Uh, And that makes a lot of sense. But uh, in short summation, this is a bad card. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be bad like the rest. And it might actually see play because everything else is bad, too. At well, some point, they're, they're, you know? there's really good cards right now. Yeah, um, but it's but, not going to yeah. see play now. Yeah, it's bad. It, yeah. Okay. Um, so where I stand is, do not underestimate the power of not using energies, right? Um, you could consider and say, hey, in a theoretical world, you could have a Alola and Eradicate GX deck with no energies and just put what, how many item cards, how many supporter cards, how many anything you need or want on that deck and do not have to even play one single energy card. And it does a consistent 80 damage for no energies whatsoever. That, that, that said, right? You, you should not be playing Hyperfan at all, ever, not even with Flatini <laughs> at all. So we're talking about throwaway here and it's GX attack item miner. That being said, um, yeah, it, 80 damage still does not hit strong enough. There's not many Pokemon out there weak to darkness right now um, that relevant. And not to mention that it's weak against fighting. So Buzzworld is just going to eat this baby up like it was afternoon snack. Um, yeah, it's... it's. I mean, not even... Pairing it up with Banet so you can discard two supporter cards so Banet can hit harder. It, it just doesn't it doesn't click for me at all. What about you, Gator? Alright, so just a quick correction for Scron. I honestly the cards are designed in Japan and for Japan's meta, so they really don't care what we get hit by in rotation. It's shown up <laughs> time and time again. We how long did we go without a card to get rid of tools? We had no tool removal for like almost an entire rotation. Um, uh, granted, Japan is getting our uh, uh, meta yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, but they might be Sun and Moon for the next three years or four years. We have no idea. They were XY forever. No, um, true, but but the plan, at least as far as I understand it, and we talked about it here on the show, um, they are synchronizing finally our metas. It's it, it, it's an effort to have for us to have the same meta. Um, but you're right. 
we won't we have, have to say that at, 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 at another point too. Like that, it doesn't mean we're going to stay in sync necessarily. But anyway, that's besides the point. My point is Alolan Radicate. We do have that Alolan Radicate that came out in Burning Shadows. That for uh, it also it has a, a free attack, which is um, the Enhanced Fang. It does ten, and then it does if it has a Pokemon tool attached to it, it does fifty more. And if it's a choice ban and you're hitting a uh, GX or EX Pokemon, you're doing 90 for free. So that's kind of relevant. Um, 90 and then being able to do 80, you're looking at 170. So you're hitting things like Tapu Lele GX for knockout. Um, so theoretically, you could do something with the card. But if you're having to preface a card by saying theoretically it can do something, you're already losing the battle. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Scrum, what would you give this card? Uh, not very effective. Yeah, not very effective for me as well. Gator? Not very effective. There we go. Loading Radicate. Ah, uh, such potential, sub-potential, but nothing that we can really take advantage of. Now, I'm excited for the next two, though. Scrum, you're a lucky guy. How about <laughs> the next two? You got it. So we got Scyther! 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 A basic grass type with 70 HP. It has uh, two attacks on this one. It has a one colorless attack, a twin play. Search your deck for up to two Scyther and play them onto your bench. Then shuffle your deck. Mm. And we got a double colorless attack. Agility. It does 20 damage and it's flip a coin. If heads, prevent all effects of attacks, including damage done to this Pokemon during your opponent's next turn. Has a weakness to fire and a retreat cost of one. And next up, we got Caesar GX. Of course, Scyther evolves into Caesar. Uh, it's a stage one metal, 210 HP. Ability Danger Perception. As long as this Pokemon's remaining HP is 100 or less, this Pokemon's attacks do 80 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon before applying Weakness and Resistance. It has a Metal and Colorless Energy attack for Steel Wing. Does 80 damage. Of course, that gets boosted to 160 if Danger Perception is active. And during your opponent's next turn, any damage done this Pokemon by attacks is reduced by 30. And then it has a Triple Colorless attack, Crosscut GX, 100 damage, of course, 180 if Danger Perception is active. And if your opponent's active Pokemon is an evolved Pokemon, this attack does 100 more damage as Weakness to Fire and Resistance to Psychic and a Retreat cost of 1. God, this is an interesting card and set. Um, Gator, let's start with you this time around. What do you think of Cider and Seasaur GX? Okay, the, the thing that comes to my mind when I think about this card is Whelmed. I'm not underwhelmed, but I'm not overwhelmed. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. whelmed. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like, okay, so Scyther having water duplicates basically is good, but it's not as good as water duplicates because water duplicates get you three Frogadier instead of two Scyther. Um, having the Scizor and the Scyther be theoretically splashable in any kind of deck because the Scyther having the colorless attack and the Scizor's GX being colorless um, is pretty interesting. Uh, however, if we're talking about the worrying about your being um, dealing with an opponent, uh, being able to modify your numbers, that's it's Steel Wing is 80 damage for a metal and a colorless. That's underwhelming. Crosscut GX is 100 for three colorless, which is underwhelming. Um, so 
it's overwhelming to be hitting for 160 for a metal and a colorless, and it's overwhelming to be hitting for potentially 280 damage if you have 100 less HP or less and they're an evolved Pokemon. But when you put it all together, I'm just kind of whelmed. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, what about you, Scron? I think it's great. I, I love this. I think that with uh, like danger perception and all of the you know support we're getting for uh, things that are lower on HP, this is just really. I think it will ha- have a lot of people make decks of it at least at first, and it's going to take a minute before, like especially when we get some fire attackers out before it you know starts dying down. But I think at first this is going to be one of the more popular things in the set. I love its ability greatly i think it has a lot of potential i especially love how scyther works with it yeah i think that's really nice um uh, where it goes though i'm not really sure but it's definitely better than the other stuff in the set <laughs> or most of the stuff i'm right there with you um i really like the card i really do like everything it does now granted being having to be under 100 uh, hp is a, it's a risk but it's a risk that it's it might pay off in the long run. Now, uh, considering doing danger perception and you have the energies, you are potentially could have it could be hitting for a maximum of two hundred and eighty, three hundred and ten if you have a choice man on this bad boy. It's it's I understand Gitter as well though. It's it's the part where you're not sure if everything this Pokemon is doing is actually merited to be able to be played because it does a lot of things really good, but it also has a lot of buts right you can deal 280 uh damage with that gx but you have to be under 100 you could do a uh a 160 and protect yourself from 30 damage coming back but you'd still need to be under a uh, 100 metal is a good type though to have right now uh but there's not many things out there super effect- that it's that are weak to to metal unless they're ice um, which we all discussed with Articuno, which is it, it, it's a problem. I kind of have to agree with Gator uh, that part. It's it's the whelm part. It's like it's it sounds so great and it's exciting and and let us not forget it's resistant to psychic, which psychic right now is pretty prevalent, and it's weakness to fire, fire which is not prevalent, and it's retreat because of one is pretty decent. Not to mention that Cider is a Frogadier with one less Frogadier, with one less Cider. Mm-hmm. So many. It's good- a lot like the Mega Scizor, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, every- Mega Scizor was like, it was half decent, but it never saw any results. Like, it, what it did was really good, if you could get it out, but there was just other things that were better. Yeah. Um, I'm not willing to give it a not very effective, because again, so many good things, it's just I don't know. So I'm going to give it an effective. Gator. Um, I'm gonna say not very effective. Uh, okay. When cards like Silvali GX out there, you know, not really seeing play, and there's other really just better GXs that don't see any play, I don't see why this sees any play. Go. Fun. I think uh, cards like this are going to bring cards that are currently in rotation, like Damage Mover, and the like usage of stuff like Bayonet, maybe, like, honestly, I'm not sure, but I'm leaning towards the more super effective side. I understand your guys' concerns, but I think this is really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really quite good. No, yeah, there we go. So we got an effective, not very effective, and a super effective for Scissor GX. Guys, it's up to you listening or those of you who are not to prove us wrong and see if this card is actually really really good now 
We're going to move from uh, Scissor GX and we're going to move on to a Ultra Beast. And that's Stakataka GX. Um, that's a mouthful. And uh, let's see how this bad boy uh, measures. It's a basic mm-hmm. metal Ultra Beast with 180 HP. Now, Ultra Beast is important as a type of card because we have a lot of Ultra Beast support going around the meta as Beast Energy and other uh, types of cards that affect Ultra Beast in particular. Its ability, Ultra Wall, any damage done to your Ultra Beast by an opponent's attack is reduced by 10. So this is basically a reversed ready rock <laughs> EX, which uh, allowed you all your fighting Pokemon to have 10 extra damage uh, when uh, they're in play. This protects you, which is very metal of it, uh, from 10 <laughs> to your Ultra Beast. Very metal of it. It is very metal. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it's first attack, it's Gigaton Stamp for 120 for two metals and one colorless, which is pretty standard, although a bit, a little expensive. And then you have Assembly GX for the same amount, does 50 plus damage, this attack does 50 more damage for each prize card you've taken. So the better you're doing in this game, uh, in that game, the more damage you're dealing. Weakness to fire, resistance to psychic, retreat cost of three. Uh, who wants to start on this one? Me, me, me. Pick me. Go. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, like this is like an automatic include in any Ultra Beats deck. Like, uh, like even if you're running like, so I, what I the main application I see for it is being put in the Beast Box deck and mm-hmm. just to like sit on your bench with Ultra Wall. Like while space is kind of limited, it they do stack with other stock Atakas. So I could see like feasibly running like two or three of these in like every Beast Box deck, but that's just me. Uh, I love... Uh, I, uh, I actually do not like the GX attack because okay. it's not how a person should think about winning the game. Uh, a person generally should be thinking about how to come back from a bad situation, not how to improve upon a situation that you're already ahead in. Uh, of course, it's it could just be seen as a late game attack that's doing, I guess, on average, you know, you know, 200 damage or so, which is really powerful, and it, it is a potentially really powerful attack. But how are you going to get like two metal energy and a colorless without you know at least some moderate investment into this i do think it will be used but i do not think it'll be a primary attacker i think it's gonna be one of those pokemon that sit on your bench like you know uh in a lot of decks like what zoroark does you know i love it what about you gator um it might have a one-up spot in a beast box deck but honestly if i'm trying to abuse metal i'd rather have celesteela gx or even the basic celesteela we're going to talk about later um, I'm not really impressed by reducing damage by 10. It's kind of irrelevant when it comes to what the math comes out to for a lot of attacks. Um, and yeah, that it's a wrong cost. If it was a metal and a double colorless, yes. I'd be all aboard. But yeah. two metal and a colorless doesn't do anything for it. It's a good game closer. Um, because let's say you've taken, you know, two knockouts on GXs, you're hitting 250 on whatever comes up. Woo, you won the game. But if you're playing this card and you're able to attach that energy. It's basically win more anyway. So I'm not super impressed with it. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I understand that maybe resisting 10 is good. I would have preferred it to say instead of Ultra Beast to be Metal Pokemon or Protected for 10. Because I would see this as a one-off in a Metagross deck. But in Ultra Beast, Ultra Beasts are right now the only effective Ultra Beast deck that we have is Buzzworld. Uh, anything having to do with Buzzword, and Buzzword is all about doing a lot of damage as fast as you can. And that this doesn't 
fit with that theme. It's very defensive. On well, we have the, we have the Beast Box deck, the Nangadel, um, and whatever that does more damage for each Ultra Beast you have in play. Um, okay. It's basically bad Zorark. Um, <laughs> of course, Seth Philo is going to fight me about that. But, oh, it's going to um, be a fight. <clears throat> so um, I agree with Scrawn that GX attack. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a hundred percent agree. You should prepare for the you hope for the best. You prepare for the worst. You shouldn't be preparing yourself to do more damage because you're winning. You should be preparing yourself when you're losing how to get back into the game. So that makes a hundred percent total sense. Yeah, it it again, it's a card where it's it's it sounds good on paper, which is quite literal because I'm holding the paper that says it. <laughs> but when you re- when you put this in the meta, as, as Gator indicates, it's just that there's nothing here. That says, ooh, this fits in X deck. Even, even Ultra Beast. I know it fits in an Ultra Beast toolbox, but, but why would you though? Right? Um, there's other things out there that might, might merit a, a spot in your bench that is not Staka, whatever it's called. So. Stock attack. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So with that being said, uh, uh, yeah, not very effective for me. What about you, Scrum? I think it's, super effective honestly okay no that's great that's me that's me and you gator not very effective there we go not very effective twice and then and super effective wait you said super effective right yes yeah yeah i think that damage reduction gx okay this this set is uh it's it's interesting now we're gonna move on to the next one, and this the, this is where its celestial part of the storm is taking place. So, Gator, take it away. All right, boys, heads up because this is the good one. Rayquaza <laughs> GX, <laughs> the best for last on these GX wise. It is a basic. It is a dragon. It is 180 hit points. It has an ability called Stormy Winds. When you play this Pokemon from your hand onto your bench during your turn, you may discard the top three cards of your deck. If you do, attach a basic energy card from your discard pile to this Pokemon. Uh, For a grass, a lightning, and a colorless, it does a dragon break 30 times damage. This attack does 30 damage times the amount of grass and lightning basic energy attached to your Pokemon. Uh Not to this Pokemon, to your Pokemon. Um, And for one grass, Tempest GX, discard your hand and draw 10 cards. Weak to fairy, retreat cost of 3. I want to start on this one. Uh, Vika Bolt just is falling in love with a big sky dragon right now. Uh, it uses exactly what Vika Bolt uses. This is a basic, so it goes really well with a Vika Bolt deck. Means you can substitute Tapu Bulu if you want with this. I like I like everything it does. It stormy winds could be really good in a tight spot when you don't have any energies and you're desperate for some. Dragon Break. 30 times damage and this attack does 30 times the amount of basic grass and lightning attached to your Pokemon. Vikabo can make sure to really make sure to have a lot of those, those energies around your, your bench and active. And Tempest GX, it speaks for itself. You discard your hand and you draw 10 more cards. I mean, it's only thing that I might have an issue with is its weakness to uh, Fairy, but it, the fact that it's a dragon means that Treasure, mysterious treasure, is easily fi- easily can find this card. It, it, it mm, I like it. I really do like it. Scrawn. Now, as a card, I'm sick of Rayquaza, but it's a good card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that makes... ability, that that's nice. That's energy acceleration, like right there. Boom. 
Uh, Dragon Break is incredible. Of course, you got to get that energy on there, but you already basically got a guaranteed one as long as you have an energy in your discard pile already. And, you know, Tempest GX, like, gives you that, you know, if you need to turn the tides of battle and you're in a really tough place, it's good. Uh, Fairy decks should be coming around the corner because the next set is basically very themed. And the retreat cost isn't so nice, but I think this will be a heavy hitter in a lot of in well in at least that Vicable deck you're talking about. Yeah. I don't see it working in too many decks, which is nice, but I see it definitely carving out its own niche. Mm, what about you, Gator? I'd just like to point out to Scrum that if he had jumped back into the TCG this past season, he would have not had to have seen any Rayquaza. Um, <laughs> so you while, know, yeah. just bad bad timing on your part. <laughs> um, it's, it's been a while since I, we had a, an actual good Rayquaza in standard. Yeah, least. we had a we had a colorless one that accelerated energy out of the discard pile, it. but hardly any play. Yeah. Um, so Rayquaza GX is a good card. Yeah. Um, it is objectively good because the ability doesn't say, you know, from the three energy, you di- the three cards you yeah. discarded necessarily. It's just any energy that's already in your discard pile. So if you're, you don't even have to really dig for the energy. Um, it can just already be there. Uh, this pairs really well with Bulu. I don't see this being slotted into a Bulu deck. I see a Bulu as a one of no weakness attacker being slotted into a Rayquaza deck. Yes. I would be shocked if this isn't a deck that shows up in mass at Worlds. Um, and this is one that is basically designed to be a card that carries the format forward. Um, if it's teched against, it's teched against. But we have ebbs and flows when it comes to types and, you know, but the old Rayquaza EX and the Mega Ray decks had hatred on them as well. Uh, but every once in a while, the decks die down, people stop teching for it, and then it comes and surprises a tournament. This card needs to be dealt with, this needs to be considered, and you need to have a game plan for this. Because it pairs really well with one of the Prism Stars we're about to talk to. And overall, this card is the probably the best GX in the entire set. Yeah. Um, maybe the best GX in the last two sets. And I'm uh, going to say, if you don't want to pair it with Vikabo, you can pair it with Venusaur and just have Rainbow Energy <laughs> in your deck. Four Rainbow Energies and all no, grass. No, no, no. It only does it times the amount of basic grass and basic lightning. Uh, so wait, a Rainbow but if, is not going to help you. No, no. Rainbow won't help you to do more damage. But if you have Venusaur down, which causes your basic grass energy to count for two instead of just one, that's what I mean. Because you're using the rainbow mm. energy to power a uh, power the attack itself. Like you would put a grass, oh, a rainbow yeah, energy, and a colorless. Any, but then you have I would Venusaur. rather guarantee it with Vikavolt, though. True, true. I'm you just, can guarantee the grass and the lightning. No, no. For I sure. see what you're saying. I see what you're yeah. saying, Jushiro. Like honestly, you could run four rainbow energies and then just a whole bunch of grass. Exactly, set. and then you could yeah. power it up even more because each one of your basic grass counts for two instead of one. Um, it's what I meant. You could do that. I'm not saying that's the way to play this card. I'm just saying that's an option. And and for me, which you guys have, that see my stream and uh, uh, are a longtime listener know that I love the more complicated and fun the deck, the better. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and I totally see that happening. Uh, but yeah, this card is all around good. So super effective for me, Scrun. Yeah, it's super effective. Big and... grudgingly. <laughs> and Gator. 
Super effective. There we go. So, guys, that's it for the EGX Pokemon from this set. We're going to take a small commercial break. Once we come back, we're going to tackle the Prism Star. And then we might have a fast-paced review for all the miscellaneous non-GX, non-Prism Star cards in this deck. And you'd be surprised. They might be the actual hidden gems on this set. Or they might not. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, Puckalonians. It's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PocoPodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pocolonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash PucklePodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. And we are back! And still at the Celestial Storm review, part 2 of the Pokemon here. So far it's been, uh, can't really say it's been a roller coaster ride. It's more of a <laughs> downhill and some bumps in the road kind of road. So, with that being said, let's head into the Prism Stars. Scrawn, let's start with you. Okay, we got Jirachi here. It's a basic metal 80 HP Pokemon. It has the ability, wish upon a star. You can use this ability during your turn. Well, I hope so. <laughs> if you take this card as a face down price card before you put it in your hand and you have room on your bench, uh, and if you have room on your bench, play this Pokemon onto your bench, then take one more prize card. We're really hyping this card more than it should and, be. <laughs> <laughs> you got triple colorless attack, dream of destruction, and it does a whopping 10 damage. Uh, it has the effect, this Pokemon is now asleep. At the end of your opponent's next turn, the defending Pokemon is knocked out. As a weakness to fire, of course, resistance to psychic, and a retreat cost of one. Scrawn would sell a refrigerator to Obama Snow. That's... <laughs> 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 Gator, you want to start with this one? Okay, so that ability is never going to happen unless you like, unless you have some sort of convoluted scheme to Gladion it into your prizes. Oh, well, and like something. I think there's another card that I, comes out that I has some manipulation who, with the who, prizes. I forgot, uh, Gator. Who's the player that was playing Greninja Break and got nailed on cheating? Forgot his uh, name. Michael Long. Uh, unless you're Michael Long, it's pretty difficult to get this on your prize cards. <laughs> well. What you don't this is, you can't have a butt Jirachi like you can have a butt Greninja. So it's different. How, how was he cheating and was like he had a or... he had a Greninja break in his lap. Yeah. Um, supposedly was the story. Let's not get into cheating though. There was a whole big hubbuloo about that this past weekend. Oh yes, so. I heard about that. We'll get to that. In the um, this card is decent because you can splash it into any deck. That attack um, is never going to pay off because. Your opponent can just retreat the Pokemon. Yeah, um, and so, eh, it's a gimmick. Just like any other gimmick, it's as good as you can make it. But if your deck is so bad that you're playing these gimmicks, then the odds of you taking all six prizes against me are a lot lower. Yeah, it, it, the, the, the Wish Upon a Star sounds great until you remember this is a Prism Star, which means you can only have one of. There's, it's not like Talonflame. You could have four. And then at least one of them, if it makes it to either your hand in Talonflame or if it was Jirachi on your prices, then fantastic. However, that's not going to happen when you just have one of these cards in your deck. It's 
it's relatively impossible for it to happen. Like Gator says, Guzma is a thing, Switch is a thing, anything that gets you out of Acerola is a thing. So that dream of destruction, it's never going to pay off. Um, I see no reason to play Jirachi in any deck, honestly. It, it just, it won't ever pay off. I mean, if you're looking for it to pay off one game over the 100, maybe. Otherwise, well, I, I Statistically, one game out of 10. Okay, there we go. One game out of 10. Scrawn. And that's assuming your bench uh, is clear. Okay, so <laughs> in order for me to make a rating here, I need to ask our resident TCG judge a few questions. Uh, so Dream of Destruction... The way it's worded, it makes it sound like even if the defending Pokemon switches out, whichever one is in the defending slot is going to be the one that knock- that's knocked out, right? Uh, no. Uh, so this would place an effect on the defending Pokemon, since it's talking about the defending Pokemon, because the defending Pokemon is the one that is the receiving of the attack. So, so if it's placing they an effect switch out, it goes away, or does it yes, stay Yes, any, any effects away. on a Pokemon goes away when they if, hit the bench. If it okay, this if card it, is bad. Yeah, if it would have said your opponent's active Pokemon is yeah. uh, knocked out, then that's what you are thinking, Scrum. That means, like, whatever your opponent's active Pokemon it is, that means that one is going to be knocked out. But since it's defending Pokemon, it means it should have been in the defensive on your turn or on your opponent's turn. So that means that if your opponent switch it out, it's no longer the defending Pokemon. It is the opponent's active new Pokemon. Yeah, this is bad. Yeah, it really is. So there you go, guys. Not very effective for poor old Jirachi, Jirachi Prism Star. Now, moving on to the next one. That's Latias. Now, Latias is a basic dragon with 130 HP. It has one attack. For one colorless, Dream Mist 30 damage. Attach a basic energy card from your discard pile to each of your bench Pokemon. Kind of confused. Be- each of your bench basic dragon Pokemon, by the way. Um, it's Basic fairy... dragon or Tracic normal? Is that no, what that it's, is? It's dragon. And okay. dragon. Yeah, and it's dragon because okay, D cool. is darkness. Ah, uh, uh, okay. C is colorless. Yeah, and C is colorless, which is normal. Uh, it's Weakness Safari and it cost of one. So I'm confused at the writing of this card. Attach a basic energy card from your discard pile to each of That means that you keep grabbing basic energy cards from your discard pile and keep putting it on your basic dragon as long as you have those energies in the discard pile. Uh, our resident judge says... You attach a basic energy card from your discard pile to each of your bench basic dragon Pokemon. So, yes. so if you have five dragon, you can attach five. Uh, you do as much as you can. So if you've only got... You've got four yeah. dragon on the bench and two energy. You attach the two of them of your choice. Interesting. For one colorless. Okay. Uh, I so th- this automatically included in the Rayquaza deck. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, that's really powerful. That's that's <laughs> that's really powerful. Uh, <laughs> one colorless, 30 damage. It would have been powerful if it didn't do any damage. It's doing 30 damage, which is the standard for things like Baby baby uh, Eveltal and uh, uh, the Registeel that does the same thing for steel, uh, for uh, metal energies, and your discard pile does 30 damage to your opponent. It's, but it's multiple energies to all of your basic dragons. I, I can't say that's bad. I just don't know how many other than Ultra Necrozma and, of course, Rayquaza. I mean, I already said all, any, everything that I needed to say. Those are two powerful cards. So go ahead, Big Gator. Yeah. So being able to splash into either of those decks is really good. Um, but it's even more broken in Rayquaza because, remember, Rayquaza does 30 damage times the amount of energy attached to all of your Pokemon. Oh, God, that's right. So 
therefore, if you are able to hit, uh, this is an unrealistic scenario because obviously you're going to have a Tapu Lele or something on bench. But let's say in the magical world of this game that we're imagining, <laughs> you have five Dragon Pokemon on your bench. You're effectively now accelerating your damage to be 150 damage on the next turn you attack with a, um, a Rayquaza. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah, go ahead. Like, you guys have my thoughts in mind. I think this is a really good card. It's sort of like uh, the Xerneas with Geomancy card that used to be around a lot. Uh, in this case, I really like other aspects of its design. I like uh, 130 HP is a reasonable amount for uh, not GX Pokemon. And I like how it has a one-cost attack and a one-cost retreat cost. Yeah. So you can get it out of there and use its attack. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm going to give it a super effective. It's just a you only need one, and you can only play one since it's a Prism Star. Uh, and uh, it it's if you're playing Dragon, if you're playing Rayquaza, it's, it's a powerful, powerful attack for one colorless. It has a decent amount of HP, so it won't be knocked out one hit for most things, because most things hit for 110 or 120, but there's a lot of things out there that hit 130, uh, 130 as well, so do not sleep on that. Um, and it's 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 really good, Gator. Yeah, super effective. And Scrawn. Super effective. There you go, Latias, baby. You're doing a super effective across the board. Prism as Prism Star goes, this definitely is one worth playing. Can we say the same for its twin brother, Latios? No. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away. Uh, so it's a basic dragon with 140. HP, uh, patriarchy much? Excuse me? Instead of 130 <laughs> HP, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just messing around. Anyway, it's got a double colorless attack, dragon fleet, 50 times damage, 50 to it does 50 damage, times the number of dragon evolution Pokemon you have in play. That'd be stage 1s and stage 2s, and that has a weakness to fairy and a retreat cost of 1. And that's where it lost me, and it's the number of evolution Pokemon in play. How many dragon... Pokemon we have right now in the meta that evolve. Uh, Gudra. What? Gudra. Oh, <laughs> Gudra, which no even one... a... Garchomp doesn't even count as a dragon, does he? Uh, huh. Garchomp, uh, it does, but no one there plays that version. There is a dragon version. version. Yes, no one plays that version. Uh, people play the fighting because that's the one you should be playing. <laughs> the fighting version. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's no real... We just mentioned two really powerful dragon types. And they're both basic Pokemon on, with no course. evolution, but which yeah. is Ultron, Necrozma, and uh, Rayquaza GX. Um, yes. They Come don't evolve. Well. So yeah. you're not really taking advantage of anything here. So unless you really, really, really want to play Dragon-type uh, Garchomp, which I have no idea why would you. Okay, so... It is not worth if it. We're, I think that there is a like one deck you can play this in where it is good and it's a deck that doesn't run like any gx's so you can get prize card advantage you just run like whatever uh stage two dragon types you can with like full sets of rare candies like komoa or gudra or whatever like i don't know, know those cards but i think that like if you have them on your bench then this could really go up there in the damage and you can outprize your opponent i would agree but this is a prism star you yeah. can only have one so, mm -hmm. um, if this wasn't a Prism Star and you could have four of, maybe, I would still say not really. <laughs> but since this is a Prism Star as a one-off in this deck, I don't see how you can take advantage of that. Gator? Um, if this was not a Prism Star, this would be an absolute game-changer of a card. 
Um, just being able to do, put out that kind of damage on a basic with 140 hit points, which is really hard to reach for a lot of stuff. Yeah. But as it is what it is, and there is no good evolution dragon Pokemon, for right now, it is not very effective. Yeah, the only thing that my people might be screaming at the radio right now uh, would be the Noiburn GX. If you're but... screaming that, you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, oh. no one's really playing that card right sure. now. Wow. As wow. much as, because that's one example of a really good card in text. Like you read the card and you're like, oh my god, Noibat. Uh, GX is really good, but then you realize that really right now it's not seeing play because it's just not that good in today's meta. Uh, and Latios really just does not take advantage of that, e- even that. So not very effective across the board for little old Latios. I'm so sorry. Let's go ahead. And now we start the miscellaneous Pokemon. Now these are the Pokemon that are non-Prism uh, Star and non-GX, but they still caught our eye, either by being really good or really bad. So let's see how they really rate. Now, Gator, do you want to take out the first one? Um, This is probably the best one, too. Yeah. Uh, Mag Cargo. It is a stage one fire type, 90 hit points. It has an ability, Smooth Over. Once, you're dur- once during your turn, before you attack, you may search your deck for a card. Shuffle your deck, then place that card on top. It also has an attack that doesn't matter, exactly. and a weakness that doesn't matter, and it's a retreat cost of three. Um, I love that I'm here. Card... I love that I'm here building some suspense, saying like, "Ooh, maybe these cards are worth it or not." And Gator's like, "No, this is the only good one. The first one. No, the other ones are good, but this is the best. Okay, okay. This is the best non GX non Prism. Yeah, go ahead. Don't don't gloss over the attack because remember how many things have fire type weaknesses in the set. So that's basically a hundred damage. Like, yeah, but you're not fire... running this in any fire decks. You're not running any yeah, fire energy. Exactly. You're running this in Zoroark <laughs> to be able this in to Zoroark or anything with Acrobike." Which we could not forget that this is being acrobite is being repinted in this set. So anything with acrobite, uh, acrobike can take advantage of Macago. It doesn't have to be Zoroark alone. Mm-hmm. Well, let's be honest. It's going to be Zoroark. <laughs> um, Zoroark. This is a this is a free Mallow. So this is a an easily a card that replaces Octillery in a lot of decks. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Octillery, you want to draw the five, but it's a similar space for it. It's a ninety HP stage one. Um, with a hefty retreat cost. Um, that retreat of three could be relevant. That's You could be stalled out with that, but, I mean, this this card's fantastic, so yeah. I would not worry about that. Not if you're running Guzmas like you should. Yeah, this is, this, is a, this is such a good ability. You can grab whatever you want and make it your next card on your deck, either by drawing it or forcing a Pokemon to draw it, like Sotoark or whatever you're playing at the moment. It's really, really good. Uh, never underestimate the power of searching whatever you want on a deck. Um, especially when you can do it every turn. So, Marcargo... Or multiple with multiple Pokemon. Oh, like, you even, can have yeah. multiple Marcargo set up. That is true. You can have two Marcargos and one Sodorak, and you're drawing two specific cards every turn. So, oof, that's that's a lot of power. I don't know if Spider-Man would agree that uh, one should have that much responsibility. Scrum, uh, <laughs> what do you think? I think it's great, yeah. Like, honestly, like, the way I think is that I'm going to run this in a deck where I'm running for Rainbow Energy as well and a double colorless just in case you do need to use that combustion attack. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think it's good in so many ways. Uh, honestly, is this... 
the retreat cost isn't very pretty, but like again, Guzma is a thing. Exactly. So and if you're if you guys at home are thinking, but it has ninety HP and that's so low. Well, yeah, well Malamar has that same amount of HP and people are playing that nonstop, so Mercargo is definitely a great Also, card. it's it's one prize. Like, who cares if it's 90 HP? Exactly. Like, that's not what it's there for. Its power, <laughs> its ability really outweighs any bad that this card has at the moment. Really powerful card, so I, I don't even have to ask. Super effective across the board. Guys, this is a four of... Buy four of this card once it's released because you really... This is a card that is going to see a lot of play. Really excellent Mercargo. But... But literally give it just a few weeks because this card is going to drop in price. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not Don't buy it on day one because it could be overly exp- uh, yeah, overly priced. That's 100%. And it's not even a GX or a uh, or a Prism Star, so it's going not going to be that expensive. I don't even know. Did it get printed at rare or uncommon? Like, that'll I, I'm determine pretty sure it's a rare, which still doesn't... I mean, rare Pokemon are not that expensive. No, not with the way they print sets nowadays. Yeah. So we're going to move on. My boy Scrawn. Take... Dr. Shamu was, by the way, Dr. Shamu was going to be on today's episode. Unfortunately, he couldn't <laughs> make it. Uh, so, uh, the part of Dr. Shamu is going to be played by Scrawn, talking about none other than Horikorio. Take it away. Uh, does this mean I have to do the voice? No, okay. no, you don't have to. <laughs> Horikorio. It's a basic electric type with 90 HP. It has a, an electric energy with sparkling pom-poms. Uh, this attack does 30 damage for each Pokemon GX and Pokemon EX in play. Don't apply weakness and resistance for bent Pokemon. Has an electric energy and double colorless attack. Lightning ball, 70 damage. Has a weakness to lightning for some reason. <laughs> Has resistance to fighting <laughs> and a retreat cost of one. This is literally just here for that first attack, though. Um, uh, being able to do 30 to each Pokemon GX and Pokemon EX, there is a spread deck out there somewhere that is going to love this card. Yep. Um, but notice that it. <laughs> Notice that it says this is like this 30 damage to each GX and EX in play, not your opponent's EX and GX. Uh, <laughs> all GX and EX in play. <laughs> so you're you better if you're playing Oricorio for that, you better not be playing Tapu Lele or anything. In but your I mean, deck. honestly though, it just really depends. Like uh, uh, you are in charge of building your deck, you can mitigate this risk, so but it's, uh, but you can mitigate it. But would you meditate? Mitigate? It's like, uh, is there someone out there listening to this show saying, "Hmm, I could play Tapu Lele in this deck. Hmm, but I shouldn't because I'm playing. I'm gonna play Oricorio and I want to deal maximum damage." I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that's going around in anyone's brain right now. You would play Tapu Lele over Oricorio any day of any day. So um, I don't see any plus on this card at all. It doesn't do enough damage. It it's it's ha- everyone's playing GX, and if you're not playing GX, it means you're not playing Tapu Lele, which already puts you on a disadvantage. So for me, not very effective on my boy Oricorio. What about you, Scrawn? Uh, so I'm gonna give this a normally effective rating. Uh, I think that it has potential in the right decks, but again, you're dealing damage to your own stuff if you're running common stuff like Tapu Lele or Zoroark. Also, I love that it has a lightning weakness. That's just hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. What about you, Peter? <laughs> um, this is super effective. Uh, you can pair it with a bunch of different things, including that Necrozma GX. So there is a spread deck out there somewhere, and I won't be surprised to see that for Worlds. I totally forgot about the spread deck, and that bumps it up a little bit for me. 
uh, I think I'm going to give it an effective because you just convinced me that, yes, spread decks are a thing. And that could actually be really useful for Oricorio. Now, we're going to move on to the next one, and that's Beldum. Take it away, Gator. Beldum. Right. So, <laughs> Beldum, it's a basic metal with 60 hit points. Nothing else matters except for this. As the ability says, Conductive Body. As long as this Pokemon is your active, its retreat cost is one colorless less for each Beldum on your bench. So all of your Metagross gets better. And speaking of Metagross, we have one of those as well. The Metagross is a stage 2 metal Pokemon with 170 hit points with the ability Extend. If this Pokemon is your active Pokemon and you play Steven's Decision from your hand, your turn doesn't end. Reminder, Steven's Decision ends your turn when you play it. So with that, you can basically just uh, get all the benefits from Steven's Decision and keep going. Yep. Um, it has reminder, an attack. Oh, go ahead. Finish it up. I was going to say, see, it's got, an attack, it's got one metal for the attack, 60 damage. Um, during your next turn, that attack does 60 more damage. Weak to fire, resistance to psychic, retreat cost of four. But you're basically just playing it for the ability. Yes. So for those of you at home that don't remember, uh, we reviewed Steven's decision last uh, on the last episode. And we figured out that it's amazing. Because Steven's decision is search your deck for any three cards... And put it on your hand, and you end your your turn. Now, having Metacross in your bench or in active in any way means that you don't have to end your bench. It means that Steven decisions the power of three computer search without discarding any cards, just by having this one Metacross on your bench, and that's a lot of power for one card. Searching three, any three, no requirements, no basic energy, no basic. Uh, Pokemon No Evolution Pokemon No No any three cards you want from your deck and it's a, a supporter that you can play multiple time times because you gotta have four of them and you can never end your turn as long as you have at least one of these Metagross in play and let me remind you once again that Metagross GX is an actual active deck that is in play right now this is amazing Scrum what do you think um <sighs> I think it's pretty good. Uh, that's all I, I, I. Mm, again, you see that fire weakness, so it's just gonna. Oh, but yeah, be but all, all Metagross, else. all Metagross are weak to fighting. So if you're playing a Metagross yeah. deck, you have to deal with that fire uh, weakness anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it is good because Steven's decision is obviously a really good card, oh, and you, this way you can also attack as well. That's uh, it's really nice. Uh, again, if you're running these, then you're probably going to be dedicating a large portion of your deck to either the full evolution line or to the rare candy, you know, kit. Yeah. Um, I think that it might be worth it at some points. You know, it's it's one of those cards that I think that will definitely be better when more fairy types are in the meta. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. What about you, Gator? Um, that that Beldum is nice. It's a upgrade to the Beldums we have now. Um, I think Steven's decision is a bad card until we get rid of N. Um, because <laughs> whoa, 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 you, it's okay, the same thing. It's like re- Magical Ribbon with a Sylveon. Like, oh, wow, Sylveon does not automatically win because it Magical Ribboned. And you're not automatically winning no, with Steven's decision because I'm going to end you the next turn. If you're playing Metagross, you don't have to worry about N. And after rotation, you have, you don't have to worry about N If this Metagross way. is in your active with its four retreat costs... 
Like, what's the you can't you're not attacking the next turn anyway. How are you going to retreat it? You need to get you're going to have to go use your Steven's decision to get a float stone at least. So that limits you to two cards well, now. Will be unfortunately rotated out. That's a good point. That's yeah. That's uh, what I'm saying though. Like, like it's so it's not it's not great. So no, I don't think this is great, and I think this is gimmicky at best. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit more up hyped. No, not hyped. My optimism about this card. Uh, yes, you do have to have it in your uh, on your active, but again, please we, tell me more about all the Zygar decks you see running Bonnie that you see all the time now, and that's taking all the tournaments. True, but to be fair, Bonnie <laughs> just allows your you to ha- to use Zygar using its GX attack more than once, and Zygar's GX are not that good. But my but, point is, it's a gimmick. Like it's still gimmicky. True, but would you say that computer search is gimmicky? No, because computer search is independent of anything else that happens on your turn. True. Would you say Kiagwe is gimmicky? Yes. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Um, yes, I would. (laughs) We we are all uh, thinking individuals with our own formulated opinions based on our own experiences, and I think we'll figure this out at some point because of what happens. Definitely, and that's the point of this podcast is that we have all (laughs) opinions of it, and I'm going to be a little bit more hype on it, a little bit more optimistic. I'm going to say I like Metacross. Um, I like Steven's decision. I think it's a really powerful card. I'm going to give it a super effective Go for Sustron. I might give it an effective. And go for Gator. Even if I'm running a Metagross GX, I'm not running this. Not very effective. Okay, there we go. Not very effective, effective, and super effective for Metagross. Normal Metagross. So, we're going to move on to the next one, and that is Celestila. Take it away, Scron. Celestila. We got a basic metal Ultra Beast. Uh, This is not Celestila GX, just so you know. Uh, we got, so, if you were to have Stock Attack, you'd get the, you know, of course, buff from that and various other Ultra Beast buffs, if they come out or if they are already out. Okay, so anyway, this has one attack, it has a metal, and then quad colorless attack, Moonraker. It does 160 damage, and it says, if the total of both players' remaining prize cards is six... This attack's cost is metal. Just one metal. And it has a weakness to lightning and a resistance to fighting and a retreat cost of four. Let's go with Gator first. Gator. Um, super situational, but also kind of busted if you played it at the right time. Okay. Yeah. Go for strong. <laughs> he, he said it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Basically. Like, if you play this, if you're going second and you have this out and, like, you just get that first turn 160 damage. That can be game defining. Could be. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not first turn. It's the total of both remaining yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah, prize yeah. card is six. So yeah, you would either yeah. need to be uh, one five, three three, or two four. Yeah. Oh, total. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a total of everyone. So it's a oh, one off. Okay. Yeah, it's a one-finger oh. metal deck if you can make uh, the metal. Oh, I see now. Okay, it's a little worse now. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, but I... Uh, no, no, it's it's a lot worse now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with this card. I still like it. I've been in plenty of situations where it's been one five three three or 2-4. So, I'm still down for it. It, it. Yeah, I mean, it has the potential of coming out of nowhere with one metal energy and knocking out something at least 190 if it has that choice span on it. 
So it, it shouldn't be taken into... Uh, I mean, it shouldn't be just crossed out, but um, I'm going to give it an effective gator. Yeah, I'm going to give it an effective because I think this is a great one of in Metal Decks. Yeah, and Scrawn. I think it's bad. That's <laughs> not very effective. Like, you're going to use that attack once, twice, maybe. Like, that's a maybe on the twice. Yeah. Uh, it's just bad. It's just taking up space, honestly, in my opinion. There we go. Uh, so, two effective, one not very effective for some today. And now we're going to head into the lightning round, ladies and gentlemen. We've got three cards we're going to discuss real quick. So, these are the rules. You guys are going to give your short description on why this card make your case of why this card is merits the uh rating you're going to give it you're going to give your rating at the end of it and we're going to uh, move on to the next person and so forth so these next three cards we're going to start with deoxys i'm going to read it real fast and you're going to guys going to review it basic psychic 120 two attacks first psychic for 20 plus damage this attack does 20 times the energy attached to your opponent's active pokemon for two colorless and then power blast for 120 two psychics and one colorless discard one energy from this pokemon witness psychic which should cost of one getter um this is a functional reprint of the mewtwo from evolutions when we're going to lose that in rotation we're going to lose all of our uh easy fighting tech attackers this is a great card to include anytime fighting gets strong in the meta. This is super effective for me. Scrawn. It's a tech card. It's always going to find its place, I think, as a one-of or a two-of in certain metas. I'm going to give it an effective. Okay, so me. So fighting is losing a lot of powerhouse in the next in the rotation. I don't know how effective it will be to have one of these in your deck if you're playing Psychic. But still, it is consistent with what we know and what we already know that to be uh, a good card. So I'm going to give it an effective as well. Moving on to the next one, Sableye, basic, dark, 70 HP, ability excavate once during your turn. Before you attack, you may look at the top, uh, at the card on the top of your deck, put that card on top of your deck again, or discard that card. It's second attack, it's first attack and only attack, it's disabled for one colorless, 10 damage, but you choose one of your opponent's active Pokemon attacks. That Pokemon can't use that attack during your opponent's next turn. Weakness to none, which you cost of one. Scrawn, you take this one first. Uh, I think with stuff like... Uh, stuff using the discard pile like Rayquaza, it's going to see a little bit of play, and in general, it's just really good to start with, maybe, in some decks. I'm kind of iffy on it, because it is kind of slow, but it does help you, and deck engines are generally really effective. I'm going to give it an effective, because I'm not really sure where this card's going to go. Okay, go for Gator. Uh, it's got the typical, typical Sableye problem, where it does something really interesting, but who cares? Um, it's one of those things where there's nothing really that wants it right now, nothing that needs it right now, and I really wish they would just reprint Trick Shovel so I could do this to myself or my opponent. Not very effective. Okay, so this reminds me of Banet, lowercase ex, which is the deck I used to play back in the old days of Pokemon TCG, and it had the same ability. Never underestimate the ability to look at the top card and decide whether or not you want it or not. However, it does is less effective attack wise than Bennett lowercase ex. Uh, but disable shouldn't be taken uh, not into consideration because many Pokemon, many GXs have ability and attack and a GX. So being able to lock out that one attack that they could do if they already played that GX, it's something that might not be uh, might be actually really good. So I'm gonna give it a straightforward effective for this. So it's too effective, one not very effective for Sableye, and last but certainly or definitely least, is Cuckleon. Basic, colorless, 100 H... Uh, sorry, 80 HP. 
I got really excited there for a second. Uh, ability, Unit Color 2. If this Pokemon it has a unit energy of Lightning, Psychic, and Metal attached to it, this Pokemon is type be, uh, type becomes Lightning, Psychic, and Metal. Its Slash Attack for 80 damage costs 3 colorless, and its weakness to fighting. Retreat costs of 1 Gator, you first. Okay, so there's going to definitely be another one printed that has the Fairy uh, unit energy, so this makes this a very splashable Pokemon. Um, doing 80 for uh, 3 colorless is real bad, but if you consider that it's hitting for weakness for 3 colorless, um, depending on what deck you have it in, 160 is pretty good. If you're actually hitting for weakness, then you're hitting for 220 with it. Um, so that makes it real good. I think this is probably one of the coolest splashable Pokemon I've seen in a while. Not very effective. <laughs> Scron. Uh, I think it's... Uh, I just, I'm not going to bother. I don't like it. I'm going to say not very effective. I don't like it either. It requires two special energies to work. I don't want to attach two special energies to any one Pokemon. So, not very effective for me as well. Kecleon, you're interesting, but apart from that, we won't see any play. And ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's the end of Celestial Storm review. We've made it. We've done it. But still, one more thing is left. We're going to overall give our review for the whole set. So, we're going to start with Gator. Give a quick description as to why you're giving the whole set. From one, from ten to one, your review. Go ahead. Okay, so if you have a birthday in December, like I do, you tend to have your birthday combined with Christmas a lot of the time. So you have these relatives that'll show up with like a half-ass birthday present and then like a half Christmas present and give it to you. That's what I feel like when I read uh, Ray Plaza <laughs> and then read the rest of the cards in this set. It felt like having a December birthday. So this set is not very effective. There we go. So, out of ten, though, what would you give it? Um, do I have how to many, give it numbers? How, how many Pokeballs? We've done that so far, so well, I, I want to. I know, tradition. but like, I don't want to give it anything though, because it's not giving me anything. That's true. Um, so I guess I'd give it like four or five Pokeballs, and it's okay. only getting that because of Rayquaza. Yeah. Okay, that's great, Scrawn. Uh, you know, <laughs> I I like the flavor in this set so much, and it's a rotation set. I think it's trying to mesh both with the stuff that's already going to be in the meta and stuff that's going to be in the meta a year from now. It's really hard to say like where these cards are going to be you know, in the future. I think a lot of the cards are really cool concepts. I don't think they're good right now, but I think they can be good eventually. Uh, so I'm going to actually give this set a 6.5 Pokeballs. Like, six Pokeballs and then one Pokeball that was ripped Whoa. in half. There's no way the set is better than average, though. This is the... That 6.5 is better than average. I have, this seen, better than average? I have seen some bad sets, mate. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think that they're being pretty nice with some of the stuff they're giving us right off the bat. Honestly. I was going to say, so uh, comparing this uh, this set, is it's really hard. I like the comparison Scrawn made. Where he said I, and I like, also do like a lot of the trainers, like especially Tate and Liza. Like, that's, that's yeah, Tate and Liza, uh, I like that one test. Well, the the which, trainers are okay. I'd still rather have it in Sycamore still. But. Yeah. So <laughs> I, would, I would say from a, a rating from Evolutions to Guardian Rising, this is a little bit better than Evolution. <laughs> um, but then again, a uh, 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 dead rat, a roadkill rat would be better than evolutions. So I'm going to give it also a five. 
just you know that's really it. funny because evolutions also printed a card that ends your turn immediately after getting to draw cards so hmm, <laughs> prophetic yeah. of you there we go so there you go guys uh celestial storm not as hyped not as good as we thought it was going to be really has a lot of bad cards has a few gems. It has one really good card in uh, in Rayquaza, and its trainer cards are pretty decent, but nothing out of this world. So that being said, guys, that's it. This is the end of the episode, the end of the review. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, of course, uh, if you guys like what you hear, please go ahead and follow us in all our uh, multiple social media. We got our Twitter, uh, Twitch account, or Twitter account at Puckle Podcast. We got our Facebook, uh, both groups. We had. Puckle Podcast as our uh, uh, Facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast and Facebook.com slash Puckle TCG. Sorry, both Facebook groups when it comes to Puckle. And also, if you guys got the money, if you guys are able to, please donate on our Patreon. Every cent that you guys donate goes right back at Puckle. That's how we are managed to do all these tournaments and give you fantastic prizes. That's how we managed to get good uh, equipment so you guys can have a decent quality podcast. And that's how we make PuckleCon happen and give you fantastic prizes there as well. So please, yeah, if you we, can, go ahead. Yeah, we don't get paid for this. <laughs> yes, none of us everything, get paid for this. Everything, everything you batch. give for the Patreon goes straight back to Puckle. We're yep. just making this. We do this because it's fun. We do it so we can get more stuff back to you guys. Exactly. Um, and of course, if you guys are not already part of it, please, please, please go to our Discord channel. Uh, the uh, link to it is always on our description uh, bar. There, you can always find someone to either talk, trade, battle Pokemon, either TCG, VGC, or whatever. In our Discord channel, where all of our Pokolonians are always there, willing and able to help and just be your friend. So Yeah, come to the TCG out. chat, you nerds. We <laughs> yeah. have a whole channel for this. We have a whole channel that's just devoted to like dumping a deck list and getting it critiqued. Or if you made something cool and showing it off, like we hang out there. There's a conversation going on literally every day. You don't even have to participate. Just come lurk if you want to. Yeah, you can lurk and you can find one time that there's a topic that you want to actually be uh, involved in. So please, please go ahead and go to our Discord channel. you find that it's going to be an amazing community to be a part of. That being and said, uh, oh, Jushiro's being too humble. Hold on. Hold on. You, ne- you got to do this. Jushiro streams for us like every Monday, and he does an excellent stream on the Puckle channel for, on our twitch and if you haven't had a chance to come out and watch it, it is a great time he is always interactive he does an extremely good job representing our community and reaching out so if you have that opportunity go to the twitch and watch jushiro and if you have a little bit of uh, extra money or if you have an amazon prime subscription you can get a free tw- twitch prime subscription if you have an amazon prime subscription if you just throw that our way it helps us any little bit helps but for real though go support jushiro when he's streaming he does an excellent job you melt my heart so much uh <laughs> as uh it is the end of our episode unfortunately and with that being said gator as always my friend i love you having on yeah, it's uh, you know things have been busy. It's been hard to see you guys, but uh, you can always catch me in the Discord. So if you don't get enough Gator from here, you can find me online hanging out with my Puckalonian friends. We'll try to always make this happen. Scrawn, it warms my heart to have you back on this channel because really we need you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> it is my pleasure. It was really fun. 
And for those of you at home that are listening, thank you so much. It is obviously closing time. You can already hear the sweet, sweet melody of Bo's song. And with that, I leave you guys. Keep on speaking. And until next time, keep on catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.